Hey guys, welcome back. It's Kathleen, and you're listening to This Insecure Life. So, this week, I don't know how long this will end up being, but I want to talk about protecting your spaces. I feel like we've touched on this in the past, but I feel like sometimes we forget that uh, our online space, that digital space, our social media sphere can really impact how we're feeling overall. And um, last week I got extraordinarily overwhelmed. And I think a lot of that was to do with the stimuli that was coming in from basically 360 degree direction. I couldn't get away from it. So I want to say within the last year in particular, I've become more aware of when I get argumentative or when I start dealing with those trolls online. And that can be in a Facebook group, it can be uh, in Twitter, um, in a thread that you see and you jump into. It can be anywhere. I don't really go on Reddit. Um, but it, I think, happens there a lot. And I'm going to assume you can block people. So this was a lesson that came from just a friend who made the decision that she was going to block people and she didn't need a reason. If she didn't want them in her sphere, she was going to block them. And I was like, that seems mind-blowing, that I don't have to have a huge reason. I don't have to explain why. Uh, I am blocking these people. And I will also say that I don't take offense when I get blocked by people either. If something I've said or done or we just don't get along or you don't want to see my face, I mean, block me. (laughs) It's as easy as that. And it's done wonders for my mental health and it's done wonders for me to realize whether I need to step forward or step back in a conversation. So sometimes I still engage when I'm not in the best headspace and so it's reactive versus actual thought. But the one thing I've noticed, even just by knowing I can block people, is that when I start to reply to a comment or start to reply to a message or start to reply to a tweet and I know I'm coming at it from a combative point of view or I know I have very little spoons that day or I know that the person I'm talking to isn't isn't looking to talk, they're looking too upset, they're looking to hurt. They're looking to be a dick. Um, I can very easily, and I do very easily now, most of the time, uh, I'm not perfect in this, but most of the time, stop commenting back away and just keep scrolling. So protecting your online spaces is as important, if not more important in some ways, depending on what your social sphere is. If that is where most of your community is, if that's where you spend so much of your time, 
it's really fucking important to keep those spaces clear of, I hesitate to use the word negativity, but things that make you feel bad about yourself, people who make you feel bad about yourself. This isn't a game of who is, who's winning at life, even though it can seem like that, especially on social media where we're only seeing highlights. So if there's someone in your life, even if you've been close to them for a very long time, you don't have to continue to keep them in your life just because they've been there for a very long time. And that might mean that eventually you have to have a conversation, not off, not online, but offline, to explain why, if they notice, or um, because you care, you want to have that conversation. I've done that a cu- with a couple friends with specific accounts. It's like, I want to be supportive of what you're doing, but this is harmful to me, so I got to back away. Um, and so you can do this really easily. Quick and easy block. Uh, I believe all social media has this option. And you can do this in real life too. You can block people in real life. Um, Whether that is a phone number or whether that is you just choosing to not see them when you see them. Right? When you choose to sort of take that step back and um, keep moving on with your life. There's ways to ensure that that digital block doesn't start impacting uh, your non-digital life. And they're so enmeshed these days, it's kind of interesting to pull the two apart. But still very much applicable in the sense that taking space and this this sort of digital detox this digital blocking can be with things too right it doesn't necessarily have to be people uh, and that includes when you take it offline so if there's like a piece of clothing that you keep around for whatever reason I have a lot of clothing that I want to get rid of but I don't because what if I ever go back to a real full-time job versus freelance and having my own clients uh, where I can wear still work-appropriate clothing, but it's more casual, right? So I have some of these more formal things that I don't like, and I never liked when I bought them, but it was the only thing I could find that was appropriate and fit me, and so... They just sort of sit around, but to completely detox from that is probably going to make me feel lighter and freer and better. And that's, that's what using this like block hard and fast rule is. You never have to explain why you're blocking someone. If you don't feel good about them being around you, block them, fucking block them. And that's it. It's it's like if you need someone to give you permission, I'm giving you that permission. Having someone else say that you're allowed can be all you need. And it's wild that that's the truth. Um, but we forget it 
how harmful letting, for lack of a better term, the trolls get in, right? For letting people who may be in some way hurting and so they're taking it out on us or just have too much time on their hands or don't like their life for whatever reason it is and so find entertainment and bringing pain and suffering and hurt to other people and they might not mean it and I feel like a lot of times people don't it's just an easy bear to poke and here's the thing you don't have to be the bear you can shut that shit down real fucking fast um, my tactic on Twitter lately has been if I've been engaging in a discussion that has started as a discussion and then people come at me if they come at me and they're fine right like it's fine to have a debate it's fine to have a conversation um, I'm perfectly happy to engage but if they come back at me and they say something rude or they say something racist or body shaming or something that impacts human rights I, I shut it down um, depending on what it is I might respond give it five minutes and then block them so I th think they'll get the notification um, and sometimes I just block them and it feels really good to just walk away from having these discussions with people who have nothing better to do with their time quite frankly or if they do have better things to do with their time they're choosing to spend it by hurting people which is not okay that's that's not how I want to live my life um, there was a time when I didn't necessarily want to hurt people but I didn't care if they were hurt and it felt so wrong in my entire being and in my entire body and I don't want to go back to that place. Um, I myself have been hurting. It's been it's been a while now that this hurt has been there. And I think one of the things that is helping me is really protecting my space, really noticing when my apartment gets into disarray and then cleaning that up and finding space there. Um, taking the time from people that I love and care about in real life because they're going through stuff or they're experiencing things. And here's the thing. Compersion is a really funny emotion because just because you feel really happy for someone doesn't mean you can't also feel envious or sad for the potential change in your relationship with them and this is <laughs> I feel like I always clarify this but um compersion is typically used for for polyamorous couples um but it doesn't have to be it's just that feeling of love and joy and excitement for someone in your life experiencing something good that's that's what it means to me and that's how it works for me in my life and that's not to say that it is necessarily correct because we all look at words and interpret them differently but 
it um it makes sense for how excited I can be for people and how genuinely happy I feel. And then there's this like crushing sadness or envy at the same time. And it's, this is a journey. I mean, my second episode last year was about comparison. And I talked a lot about jealousy in there. And this is, I don't think I've ever been, I'm not phrasing this right. I, I've obviously been very jealous of people, but um, I've also been very envious of people. And I think most of the time it's more envy than it is jealousy. And I will say that there have been people that I have blocked that I am extraordinarily envious of because I am. And I can't necessarily control that emotion, but they're not people who are close to me. And they're not people who have an impact by whether I have them blocked or not. So it's like, save myself some of those feelings that are hard to process. And some of that mental headspace so that I can function in other ways. But being really hurt uh, with no no end in, in sight for, for when that may end. Um, just, just because I don't, I don't get over things and people very quickly. I don't know if I've said it on this, on this podcast, um, but I've definitely said it to people in my life where it's like, if I ever cared about you, if I ever loved you, that's not going anywhere. I do think I talked about this. I think I talked about it when we talked about grief. And um, sometimes it's worse. It's worse when the people are still alive and still sort of orbiting you. Versus just not being there, right? There's a different grieving process when you lose someone and they're still around. Versus you lose someone and they are dead and buried or cremated or lost at sea. And I find it is a very slow process. Because at least when they're not there, you can eventually find ways to memorialize their memory, keep it alive, write stories. But when they're still there, the memories are being created, and they're creating them. And you're not a part of them, and you're, they're not a part of you, and it is a really unique grieving process. Which is why the block comes in real, real handy. <laughs> um... And if you're the type of person that just needs to block someone for a couple weeks or a couple months and you want to unblock them, um, I used to do that. I used to block people and then I would go and check my block list sort of every five to six months, see who was blocked, unblock them. But like most of my family is blocked on social media. Um, I did that in March, actually right before I lost my grandma and 
it's one of the best decisions I think I made for myself. And here's the thing. I love my family. I love them. We have weird, complicated relationships, um, as I think everyone does. But I adore them. And uh, that means I think it's healthier for us to have distance and space, which sucks. Um, but I can still get photos of, of my nephews and my niece and um, connect with my family in other ways. But it's hard to cater to everyone. And I want space for just me everywhere because <laughs> I'm selfish um, so yeah that was a really difficult decision for myself but it's been really good for my relationships with them overall and that's the funny thing about creating boundaries and that's essentially what blocking people is it's, it's creating a boundary uh, taking your power back your space back and when you do that, people show up differently. And it's easier to see who is really there and who was never really there. And maybe that's why um, you felt the way you felt when you saw their posts or they interacted with you. I just talked about a lot of different things, as I usually do all around the topic of protecting your spaces and just fucking blocking people when you need to. Just do it. Block fucking everyone. If you're like Twitter feed or Instagram feed or Facebook feed is honestly just like kittens and puppies and sloths and maybe some like nature photos thrown in there like without animals but like with animals Maybe you like really like ice cream, so you follow like really unique ice cream people. Maybe you don't, right? Like if that was your entire feed, how would you feel? If there's a continuous motion of when you scroll or when you see and people treat you shitty and it shows up in your body when you see them or you see a post by them, Give yourself the space. Put them on mute. Put them on block. It sounds drastic, but it's it's not. You're allowed to cut out things that don't work in your life to shape the life you want. And that is all I'm going to say on that. Um, I do hope that I can continue <laughs> to be okay with blocking people. And that... Um, eventually the hurt that I'm feeling subsides. I love you. I adore you. If you need to peace out, peace out. If you want to take a breath with me, let's take a breath together. Bye.